Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Delighted to welcome to the show today uh, journalist Freddie Paxton, who's written for the likes of the Times and The Guardian and has had a, a very busy summer covering what has been a very busy summer for Arsenal. Uh, delighted to have you on the show, Freddie. Welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. It's a pleasure. Good, good. I know people are very excited to to talk transfers with you. You've sort of got into the transfer scene on, on Twitter, appeared on my timeline quite a lot this summer. Um, how have you found Arsenal fans and their obsession with, with rumours? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a big Arsenal fan, have been for my whole life. So I was one of them. I am one of them. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, over the last couple of summers, I've obviously covered a couple of transfers, some um, particularly closely, especially with, you know, building relationships with certain agents and stuff. And so I'm well kind of uh, well versed in what Arsenal fans can be like and, and what it's like in the transfer window. So I knew what to expect coming into this summer. But yeah, it's been a pretty hectic one. As you said, we've been pretty busy. So it's been a lot, a lot going on. Mm. And are you surprised by how how busy Arsenal have been? And and I don't think it's the end of our our business. Um, you know, we we talked off air about how we've become accustomed to some quite quiet windows as Arsenal fans. The the infamous summer of just ten million petter check. Um, <laughs> the you know the era where we sold our best players and made money almost every every window. It felt like so. We're currently, yeah. I think, after Zinchenko, going to be the biggest spenders um, as it stands. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised because I think KSE actually, you know, since they f- took full control of the club, they've backed Arteta and they've backed um, the club and they've, they've they've put a lot of money and they've kind of stuck to their word. And we, we have tended to spend a fair bit of money in the last couple of windows. Also, we had... Uh, hmm quiet January we didn't sign a striker obviously we let players go so I think there was an expectation that Arsenal were going to be busy this summer um, and it's just nice to see that with that expectation they followed through with it because now we've signed a few um, really good players we've addressed some real needs in the squad and I think you know we can expect probably a couple more to come in as well. Mm. So let's bring that up on the screen then I've, I've put uh, six faces on the screen here we've obviously only officially signed uh, four at the time of recording. I think Zinchenko is going to be announced probably by the time most people are watching this. But um, also put Saliba in there uh, mm-hmm. because it very much feels like a new signing. I know we've had a lot of lone players come back that are still at the club and we can talk about them a bit later. But who do you think is going to be the biggest impact maybe after um, Jesus on this screen? Because Jesus is maybe the obvious answer there. Yeah. I think for me, it will probably be Bizinchenko just because I think a lot of people don't realise how good he is, first of all. Um, mm. And I also think he's very versatile. He gives us an extra option in midfield and a very, very good one as well. And obviously, everybody knows how capable he is at left back as well. We'll give Tierney some real competition, which he hasn't really had since he's been at the club. 
also can give us something different as an alternative to Tierney from left back in terms of playing more inverted and stepping into midfield. So I think it's an important signing. You need players like that that are versatile. So Man City didn't want to let him go, but mm. he obviously wanted to move on and they knew that if he did, they could then buy Kukurea from Man City, uh, from Brighton, sorry. So um, they were sorry to see him go. Um, and obviously, you know, it's going to benefit us. And I also agree with what you said as well about Saliba. If he turns out to fulfil the potential that we all know he's got, you know, that could be a real game changer for us because he looks to be one of the best young centre-backs in Europe, which is a real asset to, to be able to add to your squad um, without mm. having to spend any money this summer, which was which is obviously nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we said current biggest spenders and that includes zero pounds on Saliba. So exactly. if we had bought on this summer, we're looking at probably 50, 40 to 50 million um, in talent that we've potentially added. But Still potentially more to happen as well, which we'll touch on in a minute. But I just wanted to get your your thoughts on uh, Marquinhos and whether you think, I guess people will know we've been heavily linked to uh, Rafinha, who's who's now gone to Barcelona. Um, and there's some questions on whether we'll go for another winger. But Marquinhos, obviously a wide player that uh, has arrived and, and seemingly surprised some in terms of his physical stature anyway. We haven't seen a lot of him on on the pitch in the friendlies yet, but... Do you think this is a player that Arsenal might keep around at least for the Europa League group stages? Yeah, I think the expectation is that he'll be involved with the first team this season. Obviously, he is he is very young, but we saw it with Martinelli when he came in as well. Mm. Um, it was unclear really where he was going to end up, but his development was really fast and he obviously ended up getting fast-tracked into the first team. I think with Marquinhos, it's, um, yeah, I mean, he, he. I think the idea that they had from what I've heard is that he can be a useful squad player for us straight away and just having him around the first team will allow him to develop. As you said, you know, we've got the Europa League to think about. We've also got the five subs rule this season coming up. So you need a bigger squad. He does mm. look promising. He looks, you know, physically, as you said, more imposing and uh, and in better shape than probably people expected for someone so young. So, you know, I think he could potentially have an impact, but it just remains to be seen um, how he settles in and 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 where, where his opportunities come. Hmm. Yeah, I think that five sub rule is massive, isn't it? For for a team like Arsenal that have lost so much attacking um, quality and depth in the last six months or so, the players we've let go, um, I think we've maybe underestimate the amount of options we we will need because obviously tends to be wide players, forwards, maybe central midfielders that that do come off the bench, don't yeah. tend to be changing the defenders mid game, so. I think he'll have opportunities, and as you say, especially in, in the Europa League. Yeah, for sure. One question I have on the the chap holding the ball on the screen, and for those who are listening to audio only, is Matt Turner. Um, a lot of talk about the squad we've taken to America having five goalkeepers and, and omitting some talented young players, Charlie Patino, Marcelo Flores, uh, you know, several players that, a lot of fans would have been excited to see this preseason. Mm-hmm. Five goalkeepers seems very odd. Do you think there's any concern from Arteta um, at Turner? Because I, I, I don't know. I just gave it some thought that perhaps he's taking all of those to to establish who is going to be his his number two backup this season. Because what value really is there in taking a Renarsson, um on tour? I don't know what your opinions are on that goalkeeping setup? Yeah, it's a strange one to maybe to, to take five, especially if you expect a couple of those to leave the club or to not really be involved this season. But I do mm. think he 
he does view Turner as the second second choice. Turner did an interview the other day with with somebody that might have been the official club channel where he was talking about how Arteta's already communicated to him that the expectation is that he competes with Aaron Ramsdale and pushes Ramsdale. And obviously, of course, the manager is going to say that. And 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 I think everybody knows that Ramsdale is going to be the first choice. I don't think Turner really is, uh, from what from what I know, um, I'm not professing to be an expert on the MLS, but from what I know, mm. I don't think he's, he's going to come here and tear up any trees. But let's see. Uh, I do think that he's viewed as the backup, though. Um, mm. And I think... I think sometimes, unless a player is like maybe close to completing a move, like we've seen with Flores, uh, he's just gone on loan to Real Oviedo. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's often very little value in leaving players at home when you go on tour because if if you then end up failing to shift those players, for example, let's say Torreira, for example, or 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 Runison, if you end mm-hmm. up then failing to shift one of those players. Um, having not taken them on tour, you've already kind of alienated them a little bit and isolated them. And then they've got to stick around for potentially till January or till the end of the season. Mm. Um, Very little value really in keeping them out of the shop window and leaving them at home and doing that. So I think that's the reason why some of those players have gone on tour because they didn't have imminent moves and there wasn't really much point in sort of just leaving them behind. So I think that's the thinking behind some of it. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think it is interesting though that I guess we've been in the last year or so quite ruthless in some situations and we have left people out squads, um, even training by themselves on occasion. So I know that's often been for, for disciplinary purposes, but it does feel a little bit different that he's he said, I think Arteta's quotes were, you know, their senior players contracted to us. Of course, I wouldn't leave them out kind mm-hmm. of approach. Which, I don't know. It seems like he's maybe, maybe it was a case of getting rid of, people he knew who were, were certain personalities he didn't want around and then it is a very much keep everyone around mentality whilst they're here yeah I, I think as you said rightly that a lot of those were disciplinary issues in the past and he's spoken a lot about his non-negotiables and how it's not just about the, the on the pitch stuff but you know are you someone that's on board off the pitch as well and so we've seen people omitted from squads I think for reasons which were you know transcending just the football mm, yeah and a quick word on Jesus. I mean, we got to talk about him. How how tra- transformative do you think this player could be? Because, I mean, on one side, I think he's come in. It's only preseason, but he's he's shown to be almost a quality, a level above um, our current crop of players, and yeah, that's really positive in one way. And in another way, I look at it and think, if a player who's sort of rotation at Man City looks miles above the rest of ours does that show you that we've still got a lot of work to do elsewhere <laughs> i think he just i think for us he looks as good as he does as well because we have lacked a, a real clinical hungry striker that can get yeah. in and around the box because obviously abamiang towards the end was doing nothing and lacazette as well often looked like an opposition defender in some games which i don't want to you know i don't want to sit here and be too critical on the guy but his time at the club was done and and so mm-hmm. now we've got someone that's this fresh and is full of confidence and is the right age and really fits the profile. I think it just like this, the system that we play, I think is going to really suit him. And I think that him being the main man, um, you know, looking at him play even pre- in pre-season, it's like, wow, this guy's good. Um, and I do think it could be transformative. I think in, on the one hand, you've got other players in the squad that will look at it and say, wow, like, it's great that we've managed to get him. You know, you may have seen that I tweeted the other day about having a conversation with his agent who told me that Chelsea had come in for him 
right at the end and and there was other other uh, teams as well that had tried to hijack the deal mm. um but he'd chosen chosen this project he had his heart set on playing for arsenal and and reuniting with arteta and and, and playing for a club that he has a lot of respect for already so um, I think it's exciting and it's it's a real big coup. And I think that look, he 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 brings a lot of uh, quality to the squad that we don't already have, and that's what you're looking for. So um, mm. it's a profile in many ways, and I, I do expect him to hit the ground running and and, and hopefully be a good uh, a good goal getter for us because we need it. Absolutely, absolutely. And quick word on Fabio Vieira. Then, how much do you see him playing first team uh, in the Premier League? I guess uh, he's a player who hasn't featured in, in pre-season yet because he's had a, a minor niggle. But um, there's been a lot of talk about his position. I think he's done an interview in The the Athletic to say he can play left-right, but he prefers it as a number 10. Yeah. Um, so do you see this as a player who will play a lot with Odegaard or is he going to be sort of a, a rotational player with him? I think, it. you know, again, look at his age and you look at, you know, coming from the Portuguese league and he's still relatively inexperienced it will take time for him to, to to build up and obviously the club will be looking at Arteta will be looking at him and and sort of assessing I think probably he doesn't even know right now how much he's going to be relied upon it depends on how quickly the player takes the things but I'll put it like mm. this you don't, you don't spend 40 million euros on a player um in a summer where you know you know you're going to be spending money in other positions as well because you, you've got gaps in the squad that you need to fill you don't mm. you don't spend that money if you're not confident that this guy can come in and have an impact. And Edu spoke quite candidly about the fact that him and Mikel had both identified that Fabio Vieira has qualities that he didn't feel the rest of the squad had. He, he had he had something unique that he could bring to the table to really solve an issue for us. And so I think he will get games. I think he's really comfortable playing from what I understand. Like, again, I'm not claiming to have watched him avidly in the past. As I said, he's quite inexperienced. So there's quite a small sample size but mm. from what people who do really know what they're talking about with him have said is that he's really comfortable playing in those sort of like half spaces and pockets really close to the opposition defense in the final third and I think that's quite useful against teams that put out like a low block that we've seen so many times against Arsenal that we've really struggled to break down and so I think in those kind of games a player like him could be really useful so I think again with the bigger squad needed this season for the reasons that we've already touched upon um really useful player to have around if he turns out to be as good as what people um, who watch him have said. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I asked the question about where he plays, but um, it's, I completely echo the fact that we need more playmakers on that pitch and, and find a way to turn around the terrible record we have under Arteta when we go behind. Um, yeah. And I, I tweeted out last night about how we've experimented with the three, five, two, in pre-season in a couple of games already with, with Saka and Martinelli as sort of the attacking wing-backs and Jesus and Nketiah together. And it does feel like with that and with, with Vieira signing, Arteta is really thinking about how we can uh, get much better in that game state. And it's it's definitely required because no matter how good you are, uh, we Man City go behind all the time. And, and what makes them so good is they can overcome that situation as, as much as any other. Mm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Freddie, you've been a, a very popular man on Twitter this summer, as we said at the start. Um, and I tweeted out that you were coming on the show this evening. And we've had a number of questions, transfer-related questions, come in. Um, so I'm going to try and summarise a few people's questions into one, because we had some very similar ones. But we're going to get started with this one. Um, a lot of people want to know what's happening out wide, because Arsenal, quite publicly, went quite big for for Rafinha of Leeds. Um, He's now joined Barcelona. We haven't really been solidly linked to any other specific name, but I guess, do you think Arsenal are still going to get someone in that position? Is it going to be someone of similarly high profile? And and do you have any names that you you A, know, or just a suspicion that we may go for? I think, first of all, Yes, the priority, and I've tweeted this and I've said it on Spaces recently and stuff like that. Um, the priority now after signing Zinchenko will be a wide forward. A lot mm-hmm. of people will prefer probably that it was a central midfielder, but I think they've got their sights set on getting that wide forward in. And then I think after that, you know, with central midfield, they'll look at what we've been able to shift out of the squad, um, as I said a couple of days ago, um, and just assess what what we've spent, what our resources are, who's still around, who who might we be able to get rid of, and then then decide on on a central midfielder. But um, so yes, I do think they'll bring in another wide forward. Uh, do I know exactly who they're looking at? I'd be lying if I said yes. There's definitely a couple of names that have been mentioned to me that they're rumored to be, you know, that we could potentially hear a little bit more about in the coming days and weeks. But mm-hmm. I don't want to put my neck on the line and say something that's wrong because (laughs) you you understand that I'll get absolutely crucified for that. And also I just, you know, would rather err on the side of caution there. But I think Mm. one name interests me personally, and I don't know if it's somebody that they're really looking at right now, but they've definitely been interested before. And I've tweeted about this before. uh, Cody Gakpo at PSV. He really Mm. fits the profile of player that I think Arsenal are looking to build their squad around. You know, he's athletic. He's, for that for that wide position he's really quick but interestingly he's like six foot two which you don't often get with a with a wide player so a lot of people sort of touted him to maybe be, be able to play down the middle in the future characteristics mm-hmm. wise he's still so young um but is psv's absolute talisman he's captain the team and and has those real leadership qualities and i think that our, he's a player that arteta definitely admires whether or not he's the one that they end up bringing in i'm not sure um, but they definitely looked at him in the past, and he's one that that intrigued me because he fits he fits the bill in in, in many ways. Also, mm. seeing people talking about Jared Bowen, who would cost a lot of money from West Ham, Harvey Barnes from Leicester. But if we're going to go all out for Tielemans at some point, um, then is it realistic? Um, and also, Barnes would probably be quite expensive. So um, there's a few names floating around, and yeah, I don't want to stick my neck out on the line on what I've heard just yet until I've got that 100 percent confirmed. But Gakpo would be one mm. for me that is quite quite interesting. Personally, I, I would be intrigued to see how he would do in a league like like the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. And his ability to play through the middle, I don't know if you saw Arteta's quotes after the last friendly, um, talking about how he would like a, a bigger option through the middle as, as well mm. as Enketia and Jesus. And obviously fits the bill on that front. And 
I saw in some reports when we were linked to Rafinha about his ability to play through the middle and that being an interest of, of Arteta's as well. So do you think that is something we're looking for in the winger, someone who can also play through the middle? Possibly. And I think if you if you flip that on its head and look at Gabriel Jesus, a big part of his appeal, again, is versatility. We've seen him play out wide loads for Man City. He's great at it. Um, and I think that all the, all the best teams in the world now have very fluid um, attacking systems. So players that can not necessarily be fixed to one position throughout a game, but can float um, and contribute in different areas of the pitch. And so if you've got a winger that can come in and and, and pose a different issue for defenders than your centre forward, who can then drop out and play out wide, then, you know, that's that's a real good asset to have. So I think in general, that versatility, not just in attacking positions either, we've seen it with, with Zinchenko, for example, um, being able to play left back and centre mid, I think that versatility makes a player a real valuable asset for teams these days. Mm, definitely. Definitely. So the next question we've had is what's going on with Yuri Tillemans? Obviously, he was a player a bit like Jesus. It felt like Jesus and, and Tillemans were um, heavily linked to Arsenal since about January time. And there was a fairly strong feeling that I think, especially if we got Champions League football, that we'd definitely pursue deals for both. Um, and he's continued to be linked throughout the summer. Um, I've seen some reports today saying Arsenal are just working on trying to bring that asking price down because they, they feel like they've got the player. Is that how you see the situation? I think he's a player that they definitely envisaged would probably be the one that they got. Um, I think everybody at Arsenal, the decision makers from the manager to Edu, etc., are all kind of sold on the idea of signing Yuri Tielemans if it's possible. I think he, the player, from what I understand, would be keen to come. I last spoke to his agent a little while ago who, who basically said to me at the moment, I don't really have much of an update because there's nothing new. It's basically, I think, for them a little bit of a waiting game as well. I do get the sense that if Arsenal were to make a bid um, that satisfied Leicester, that it wouldn't be a problem, you know, getting Tielemans on board. I think he's kind of waiting for that. And that's the impression that I get. And so I think that, yeah, Arsenal feel like they hold the cards in this. They don't need to rush. They've just also signed a left back who can be an extra um, body in midfield as well and probably will get quite a few minutes there. So um, I think, as I said, they'll be looking to assess their options once they've started to shift some players. So once the likes of Torreira, for example, potentially Maitland-Niles leave and then even other players in other positions like Bellerin, who we all know doesn't want to be at Arsenal and, and isn't really part of the plan. Leno as well. So I think once we've managed to free up some more space in the squad, free up some resources, and we can have a look at what options we've got, that's when Arsenal will more likely make a move for a central midfielder. And I think Tielemans is is still, from what I understand, uh, at the top of that list. But of course, things can change in, in the transfer market. Yeah, quickly. of course. Um, yeah, the, the, there has been a lot of talk about potentially someone needing to leave before Tielemans or another midfielder joins. And you mentioned there the likes of uh, Torreira, Maitland-Niles. I guess when people have heard that before, they felt probably he's not been named, but felt like, is it Xhaka that needs to go for, right. this, for this signing to happen? So do you view it like that? Or do you think there's, there's a world where Xhaka, Tillemans, Sinchenko can all live happily ever after in the Arsenal squad? I do, yeah. I do think that they can. I think Xhaka is probably coming towards the end of his career at Arsenal because mm -hmm. of his age and because of his contract situation and, and just because of the way the team's evolving. Um, but there's still very much a place for him. I think he had a great season last season. 
contributed a lot you know um he's done very well to rebuild his relationship with the fans and i know that arteta sees him as a really important part of what he's building in terms of you know you need players who embody your vision and who can who, who can help um transmit that vision to the rest of the squad and, and jacker is certainly one of those for for arteta and is viewed as a as, as an important player so i would be stunned if 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 shaka left this summer i think that it's, it's never impossible but i expect him to be there next season I think the club do as well, and they've anticipated buying a central midfielder on top of that for quite some time. So I think that there's a, a world in which they can all kind of coexist in the same squad, and I think maybe next summer is when they, they would think about maybe moving Jaguar. Mm, yeah. Well, that sounds good to me. I, I think people forget exactly that, that there are other central midfielders that have come back um, that aren't just going to vanish if, if no one buys them. They are players as well, so we do need to create that space. Yeah. You mentioned Tillemans' top target. Um, we've been linked to another player, Lucas Paqueta of Lyon. People who follow me will know I'm a big fan of his. Um, he's a player who plays in that sort of left central midfield role for Brazil. He also gives you some options in other positions out wide, um, Erdegaard's position, even as a false nine. Um, there's been a bit of debate on this, a lot of links from France, but not an awful lot from, from sources over here in England. So do you see him as a serious possibility that Arsenal may may look at? I think for sure that he's a player that they admire, like many players. He's probably one of the names on the list, um, which doesn't always materialise or, or end up, you know, materialising any, to anything in football. You know, there's there's players that are looked at by clubs constantly and, and it's just interesting, never really goes any further than that. But Arsenal sent scouts to watch Paqueta last year um, or last season, when I, which I wrote an article about recently. Uh, again, I spoke to his agent very recently and a bit like Tielemans, I think it's a bit of a waiting game for them. They're waiting for some dominoes to fall. I'm sure that Arsenal aren't the only club that are interested and so and they've probably got a couple of options, Arsenal, on their list in case one falls through, for example, like Tielemans. So I think mm -hmm. that Better is a possibility, I suppose, because it's definitely a player that they like, and he's he's definitely you know uh, acquirable this summer. You know, he's not going to we're not going to be priced out of a move. I don't think. I think you probably bring that rumored fee um, that was first being touted for him down a little bit. So mm. I think it's a possibility. But if you were to ask me, do I think we will end up with Tielemans or Paqueta? I think that Tielemans is probably the more likely of the two. Mm. In my and do you think Paqueta's ability to play? wide you talked about the winger being the priority do you think that would impact what we're planning to do out wide or do you think Arsenal would because he's quite a different profile isn't he to Rafinha as you know I know he can play out wide but he's definitely not a Rafinha winger is he no no not at all I think the the, the wide forward that they're looking at I think will probably be more of a an out and out attacking player rather than a midfielder that um, that, that floats and so I, but that's the impression that I get and so um, yeah I, I don't think that the Paquetta you know would, would, would have much of an impact on that. Cool final question is a non-transfer question but someone's asked I'm going to say league goals for this as well because I'm sure uh, in all competitions he, he certainly should get there um, providing no other centre forward arrives so do you think Eddie and Ketia will score more or less than 10 Premier League goals this season? I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say more uh, because I think that he had a great end to last season. I was also sometimes a little bit sceptical, like, OK, 
he didn't have much pressure on him last season in terms of the fact that we didn't have anyone else that we could play up front once Lacazette kind of got exiled mm. and uh, and Aubameyang was gone, obviously. So he had this kind of free hit, really, in Ketio. And I was sceptical as to whether he could be our main man. But now we've got Jesus, that takes a bit of pressure off him. He's got the opportunity. He will get lots of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to have bulked up and he looks in great shape. You know, he's, he's, he's signed the contract now. His future's settled and he can have kind of tunnel vision now and just focus on you know, getting in the team as much as he can, scoring as many goals as he can. And I think he will get a lot of minutes. So I'll say, yeah, like, why not? More than t- more than 10 goals, it's 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 realistic for him. I think he's a good player. And if he does do that, that'll put us in a good position because I'm sure Jesus will score goals as well. And, and we're hoping to obviously increase the contributions from everybody else around the team um, mm. and get our tally up a little bit. And so if Nketiah can get more than 10 goals, it'll be, put us in a good position. And I think he can do it. Lovely. Nice and positive. I love it. I think um, I can see it. I think it'll be very close to that number um, purely because with the amount of subs, I, I see a situation where where he's fit, he, he gets some minutes in pretty much every every game, um, even when yeah. we're winning, just, you know, freshen up uh, on the break, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, let's hope he can continue the excellent uh, form he showed in those last few games. And uh, he's got his new contract now and it seems he will be second choice, but second choice to a, a very good player in Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sorry if we didn't answer everyone's questions. We had we had a lot and this was uh, going to be a 20-minute snippet. We've gone a good 25 minutes already. So, Freddie, we'd love to have you back again. It's been great to have you on and chat transfers. Um, I'm sure we will talk again during the season, which will hopefully be more successful than the last. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks a lot for having me and thanks to everyone that um, submitted questions as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.